First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. What is it? So amazing. Amazing. Whoa, amazing. What are you waiting for? Something amazing, I guess. Ho, ho, ho! This week on the Christmas episode. It's Christmas, so all our facts are about Christmas. Christmas. Get ready for energy, get ready for an onslaught of facts, and get ready for friendship promises. It's been a great year, and we're going to end it in style with this the very special Christmas episode of Something Amazing. Merry Hang on a second. Christmas. This sounds like a different opening. What, what, what's, what's happening, Matt Saracini? It's a Christmas episode. A Christmas episode. Who would have guessed that? Uh, I love doing this podcast with you, Amberly Carl, because we get to share something amazing with each other every time we sit down and do it. Yes. But even more than loving the podcast generally, mm. I love the Christmas episode. Boy, is the Christmas episode <laughs> a very special time of year for everyone. Because I love Christmas. This is our annual uh, annual tradition. Yep. So Just like Christmas is an annual tradition, there's <laughs> something amazing Christmas episode, also annual tradition. So usually the podcast is we tell each other a fact, a story, a tidbit, whatever, but it has to be something, something amazing. amazing. However, in the Christmas episode, all the something amazings are about Christmas. Christmas. And we, we ham them in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for There a- are no Grinches here at the Something Amazing team. We are all lovers of Christmas. Get ready for a fact onslaught. And, of course, I've got a present for you, as is yes, tradition. Of, as is tradition, I also have a present for you. Are you, are you going home for Christmas? No. Mum called me and said, don't bother coming home. We're not doing anything. She said stay away. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that seems harsh. Yep, but I'm working Christmas, so that'll be fun. Are you actually working Christmas Day? Yeah. At the zoo? Zoo never closes, baby. Is the zoo busy on Christmas Day? Yes, because all of the families that aren't religious come. Apparently, Uh, it's a really nice day. I'm really excited for it. Great. You'll be away from family? Yep, but then I'll come home for Perth Fringe World. Uh, Yes, and that is the best time time. of the year where we'll do our live podcast probably. Are you going home, Matt Saracini? Um, I am, I am. I'm going to spend a week and I'm going to go do the classic Perth trip, which is where you try and spend a day at Rottnest. Yes, love it. the island paradise. Love it, Rottnest, Rottnest. Try and spend a day at Adventure World. Yes. (laughs) Which is the one theme park in Perth. Yeah. Which is actually pretty good. Yeah, the the water side's very good, and the new roller coaster. We've we've spoken about eventual so much on this podcast. Probably, well, I should ask. I'll write to them and say, "Can I have a free ticket?" Because I've yeah. mentioned you on the podcast. Yeah, Let's see what they say. I reckon we're the only podcast they've been mentioned on. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's like Theme Park Weekly or something oh, like that. Oh, today I um, was driving past uh, Luna Park in St Kilda, mm. and you know the the roller coaster in Luna Park is the oldest roller coaster in at least the Southern Hemisphere, or maybe the world. I went there really recently, mm. and I went there uh, with my friends Josh and Suze, who are recently engaged. Congratulations! Congratulations, fiancés. Uh, anyway, we I went there with them, and they were like, "Let's just do something that we've never done in Melbourne before." Yeah, and it was a Saturday. And we went down. Oh, let's go to Luna Park. It's quite cold. No one will be there. Mm. Turns out it was their Halloween special. Spooky. So it, it was just 
us and about 4,000 16-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> who had dressed up. and I Were they all dressed up like sexy? And they were on the most amazing, awkward dates you as love well. Love it, love it. Like, oh, because that's what teenagers love. They love like a bit of spook. So it's like, hey, don't worry, I'll look after you. Oh, Let me put my arm around so you. So many minutes of inane chat oh, in yes. lines. Yum, yum, yum. And like lots of gnashing of braces. Oh. You know, like you, do, you just hear this disgusting wet kiss and you're like, what is happening behind me? And you're like, oh, of course. They've never kissed before. This is yeah, a new experience Yeah, and they've them. got like uh, garb in their mouth. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, I- when I was driving past, <laughs> someone, they were on the oldest roller coaster. Yes. Um, and the roller coaster, there was it's people- like over 100 years old. Yeah, it's, and it's not like a selling point. Like how old something is sometimes is a selling point. <laughs> but with a roller coaster, like, no. absolutely not a selling point. And it actually has a, in the safety message, it says- be kind to the roller coaster and it will be kind to you. Oh, no. And if the wind is too high, they can't go. Yeah, wow. And the people who operate And it's next it, to a beach where wind is a big part high. of life. And a Melbourne beach too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the operators, they kind of surf on it. <gasps> they, they have to stand up on it and shift wow. their weight appropriately so it doesn't get stuck. Yeah. And so we found this fascinating. So we asked, how do you get to go on the roller coaster? And they're like... That is after four years of working here. Wow. Do you get the qualification level? You know what? I'm going to say something. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> four years yeah. at Luna Park. Yeah. You're starting on the little carnival thing. Yeah. You get a, then you move it's a up real to hierarchy. The worst virtual reality experience I've ever had in my <laughs> life. Like it's one of those ones on the hydraulics. Yeah, love it. And it has one screen that looks like it's from the 80s. Yeah. And it... Wasn't scary at all. Yeah. It would be like a fake roller coaster, and when it would go fast, it would blow a fan. Well, that's a 4D experience. <laughs> it was. It wasn't. An, and the, the fan's rusty and old. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, anyway, and then you work your way up and you get to roller get coaster. Get to roller coaster. So, and, yeah. then, and then where do you go from there? That's, that's, the, that's top. the height. That's the pinnacle. That's the peak. So, anyway, so today the, the roller coaster had stopped up the top and there was a bunch of people walking up the roller coaster stopped. to the cart. Stopped. Yeah. So they like, got stuck. Yeah. And then a, a different group of people all walking up to the people in the car, obviously, to Get help them out. them out or, like, to push it, give it a push. I don't know. <laughs> they have to shift their weight. That's why you train for four years. That's why. I bet you this person had only been at Luna Park for maybe three and a half years. When you work at the zoo, is there yeah. a hierarchy? Like, do you get to start on the dumb animals and then you get to work your way up to the cool animals? Uh, no, but there are people on Keeper Pool and they get, like, they could be sent to a different thing every day. Right. Yeah. And there's certainly, like, uh, different like personalities, types within different like keepers, which I find really interesting. Like all of the like people who look after carnivores are like like really cool and like you come to me, you earn my love. But the primates keepers are all like super friendly and like, hey, how are you going? <laughs> What's your favourite talk to do? My favourite, oh, the seal talk. Yeah. That, that's a banger. The penguins or the seals? Oh, yeah, the penguins because I have my favourite joke, but the seals because... What's your favourite joke? <laughs> The favourite joke I've, I've written. Yeah. For my oh, you wrote this? Yeah. They, they don't hand it to no, you? No, no, we write our jokes. Uh, okay. Do you want to hear it? Of course I do. Have I not told it on this podcast before? I tell everyone this joke because I'm so proud of it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Imagine there's penguins in the background. No, I've, I've told it on this on this podcast before, I'm sure. I just need to hear it. I'm sure I've told it already. I just need to hear it to check. Okay, so um, penguins... I'm going to say it. I think they make terrible peanut butter. 
right? Uh, people are thinking that penguins are so wet. They're like, what a wet bird. Actually, penguins are never wet. They have a, a gland at the base of their tail which covers them in an oil-like substance which keeps their feathers underneath basically dry all the time. Good, so learning. penguins are always oily, always dry. You have not told that. <laughs> There's no way you've told that. I would remember that. It never gets a laugh. <laughs> Your favourite joke has never got a laugh. I'm proud. Still proud. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's great. Um, Okay. (laughs) So. Kick us off. Have you heard of the Queen, Queen Elizabeth? I have. Yeah. (laughs) She's 91. Great. And did you know she is a big fan of the Nintendo game console Wii? No, I didn't know that. I, I knew she was a big fan of the Christmas message. Like, yeah, she, she loves Christmas. Yeah. But after watching her grandson play it one Christmas, she asked if she could have a go. Apparently, she is a natural at wee bowling, and she's did, quite a fan of it. How did that get reported? Like, someone, there's <laughs> a leak. It's a good story. There's a leak in the palace, you know? <laughs> well, I think that's good news around. Queen Lizzie is... She's, she's got more talents than you give her credit for. That bowling's hard, so you got to let go at just the right Some time. Some people just have the knack for it. Queen Lizzie <laughs> is one of them. Christmas miracle. <laughs> it is. Okay. I heard about this thing called the December Saturnalia. Have, mm-hmm. you, have you heard of this? Nope. Okay. So, it's a festival that's celebrated for 1,000 years yep. by the Romans when people would wear informal clothes, yep. give presents to one another, Love it. have parties, yeah. and slaves were allowed to gamble and get drunk in public. Love it. Yeah. It's like early Christmas. Yeah. Saturnalia. Saturnalia. <laughs> and it used to be presided over by the king, who was chosen especially for the occasion. So mm. it was like the Saturnalia king, uh, or the leader of the Saturnalia. And uh, sometimes he was referred to as the Lord of Misrule. Oh, and he was selected, that sounds like Zelda. Selected from the lowliest members of the household and given the right to conduct lighthearted mischief. Love it. It's like a Christmas party. Well, to segue from that. Yes. Um, because if you were a king, you would just have the, like, you'd just have the best parties. You can do anything you want. Um, so, Roland Lepertua, or Roland the Farter, he was a <laughs> professional flatulist and jester in the 12th century, uh, in 12th century England, who mm. was obliged to perform one jump, one whistle, and one fart for the King Henry's uh, of the Second's court on Christmas. And in return, he was given a manor and a hundred plus acres of land for his annual show. That's not a bad transaction. A hundred- one jump. One whistle and one fart. Here's 100 acres. Here's 100 acres. That's all he had to do. Good on you, Roland. <laughs> Speaking of parties. Yeah, love a party. So, the US Embassy in the USSR was famous for their Christmas parties. Mm. So, the first ever Christmas party that was held there featured three performing seals who came into the room balancing a Christmas tree, mm. a tray of glasses, and a bottle of champagne. Yep. Afterwards, the seals trainer, who was quite drunk at the time, passed out and the seals galloped around around the house for the rest of the night. Yeah. What a party. That does sound like a party. (laughs) I've got so many ones that are like the tradition of this, but I'm not going to be able to pronounce any of them. So here we go. Okay. This is my first one. (laughs) Saddle in. First of many of Feuersang... Oh, and I can speak a bit of German. I should be able to do this. Feuersangenbole. Nope, that's not right. that was not right. Feuersangenbole. Feuersangenbole. Voyer Sangenbala, I assume. What does that mean? 
the German Christmas tradition of burning a sugar cake over mulled wine. The cake melts into the wine, which is served warm. Okay. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it does sound delicious. Isn't that nice? Good on you, Germans. <laughs> and it's basically like a sugar cake that's like a giant sugar cube soaked in alcohol, not like a cake cake. <laughs> this does sound great. Yeah. Just delicious. Take some sugar. Can we do that? I want to do it this. In some alcohol. I want a fire sung in bala. You got yourself a party. You got yourself a fire sung in bala. Do you know the song Jingle Bells? Yes, I do. It was originally a song about Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, what? <laughs> isn't it about Santa's sleigh? Here's the truth about Jingle Bells. It's okay. not a Christmas song. It's a Thanksgiving song. It's not a jolly family song. It's a drinking song. Oh. It's at the center of a nasty dispute and was written by, quote, a jerk. Oh, what fun it is to ride on a one-horse open sleigh. Yeah, I guess it, we're not mentioning Santa. At all. It's just a sleigh. So the real story of Jingle Bell starts on the banks of the Mystic River in New England, just upstream from Boston in Medford, Mass. So if you walk along High Street and stop at the Rosetti Optical, mm. you'll find a plaque which has the original lyrics of Jingle Bells. On this site stood the Simpson Tavern. Hang on. Dashing through the snow. Yeah, no, it's still not Santa. Yeah. Uh, where in 1850, James Pierpont wrote the song Jingle Bells in the presence of Mrs. Otis Waterman, who later verified that the song was written here. Pierpont had the song copyrighted in 1857 while living on Georgia. Jingle Bells tells of the sleigh races held on Salem Street in the early 1800s. Ah, oh. yeah, they're dashing through the snow on a one-horse open sleigh. Yeah. Oh, what fun! And the quote, he's kind of a jerk, actually. He would leave all the time. He went out west to try and make his way with the gold rush. He went all over the place and left his wife with his father. Oh. <laughs> he's sort of not a nice guy. Yeah. No, he, no, he does sound like a jerk. <laughs> okay. Here's another word. Oh, this one's even worse. Okay. The Icelandic tradition called, mm-hmm, Jola Bokaflu, but definitely not what it is. There are so many little dashes on top oh, of every yeah. single letter. I mean, Iceland. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, tradition. Björk. Sorry? Björk. Yeah, great. Björk. Yeah. Yeah, I love her. No, you say it like this. Björk. Is it? No. Okay. <laughs> she, does, she, does, does she have any dashes? Uh, yeah, she has one over the o. the o. This one has one over the O, the O, the O, and then over the other O. <laughs> Every O has something on it. Okay. Um, okay, so, but the tradition is where books are exchanged as Christmas Eve presents and the rest of the night is spent reading them and eating chocolate. Isn't that oh, lovely? That is lovely. What a lovely tradition. Speaking of countries having their own Christmas traditions, yes. let's just say what we think of when uh, we think of Christmas on the count of three and I'll answer as a Japanese person. Okay. One, two, three. Family. Eating KFC. <laughs> so apparently it's a big tradition in Japan yeah. to eat KFC, like ever since the early 1970s. And it was just a marketing genius yeah, who made yeah. it up. Uh, he just said, let's just make a thing where you, because uh, I think this was one of your facts last year, that Santa, as we know him today, was Coca-Cola, right? Whereas in Japan, Christmas as we know it, oh, you know what you know, Christmas? KFC. He was made the CEO of KFC Japan a decade later mm. and held the role for almost two decades because he managed to link Christmas and eating KFC in Japan. Love it. Good job, everyone involved. Yeah. <laughs> do you know the uh, Rockefeller Christmas tree? No, you did do a fact about nope, this last it's a different year. one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that every year uh, after it has spread its joy, yes. it's cut down and oh. its lumber is used to uh, build, build a, a house. 
Did I do that one already? No. Oh, okay. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, it's built to, to make like a Habitat for Humanity house every year. Oh, that's so nice. Isn't that so nice? That's a good use of a Christmas tree. Yeah, that, that tree has done some good. Some good. <laughs> we could all send that one a nice email. Yes. When you were a kid, did you have a real Christmas tree or a fake Christmas tree? I believe, this is my memory, but I believe when we went to my, it all sounds so wholesome, my grandparents' farm. Yes. Uh, they had like, I remember them having like stone floors. I remember frogs would be coming around and they had a real Christmas tree. Wow. This could be an, in, an inflated memory. Yeah. But for me, it was the most wholesome. Like there was a fireplace. Yeah. It was very, very wholesome. That's and I, great. But since then, always plastic. Oh. <laughs> 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 Uh, no, I do a thing with my mum, though. Every time I go visit a different country or somewhere different, I'll get her a Christmas ornament as a present. That's and then, nice. So, when she puts up the Christmas tree, it's like a celebration of the places I've been, which is really nice. The best Christmas ornament I ever saw was like a bauble that someone had posted Miley Cyrus on it doing the wrecking ball pose. <laughs> yeah, so that's like, pretty that's, good. That's a good bauble. But do you know what else is really good? What? Turning a candy cane into a reindeer. Put a little nose at the, t- at the, at the tip. Put some little antlers oh, up. Gotcha. Makes gotcha. a great, makes a great blue reindeer. <laughs> That's a Christmas Turning a tip. little Smarties packet into a little Christmas house. Another thing we have on our Christmas tree. That's a real Christmas tip from Amberly. We though. also have a bauble that has my name on it in like glitter glue, but my name's spelt wrong. Oh, oh dear. Hard name to spell. It is a hard name to spell. Do you know the movie A Christmas Story? Yes. Do you know little Ralphie in that movie? Yes. Fun fact about the actor who played Ralphie from yeah. A Christmas Story. Mm. He was an executive producer on Iron Man. Yep. Isn't he, doesn't he play like a rich kid in that movie? Uh, no, no, or am I thinking of Richie Rich? He was the scientist who Stane yells at saying... See the one that's a BB gun? Tony Stark made this in a cave. That's him as well. Is oh, I'm sorry, I was talking about Iron Man. Not you know, a- I wasn't talking about Iron Man. <laughs> Yeah, is he the one that wants the BB gun? Is that the story of that? And the leg lamp? I haven't seen a Christmas story. We'll have to watch it. Yeah. I want to watch that and I want to watch Meet Me in St. Louis, another okay. Christmas classic. Okay. Um, also, another fact about him, he was an elf in Elf as well. Really? Yeah. Well, I, actually, I read a fact about Elf as well, saying mm. that they originally arranged with Macy's for Macy's to be like the store yeah. in the movie Elf, but the, there was a condition that Santa could not be revealed to be a fake, which yeah. is a major plot point yeah, of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. So instead, they had to change the store to Gimbal's and Gimbal's. they filmed is it. Is that real or is that fake? No, they just made up that oh, name okay. and they filmed it in the cafeteria. Good job of- making up a name. Gimbals. Gimbals. And they actually filmed it in the cafeteria of a Vancouver mental hospital. It's another good movie. <laughs> there you go. I love Elf. That's my favourite Christmas movie. Uh, is that my favourite? Yeah, that's my favourite Christmas movie. All right. We're well, on actually, a journey. No, my favourite right. Christmas movie, which I definitely mentioned last year, is Christmas Every Day, which is Groundhog Day, but to... And just a movie that only your family knows. Yes, that's yes. right. It was like straight to VHS. Yeah, love and it. And it's about a kid who wakes up and every day is Christmas and he can't escape the loop until he learns the true value of Christmas, which that is, is family. That's, that's what it's all about. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Okay, so here's another Christmas tradition, but this one is a US Christmas tradition. Mm-hmm. And it is that of the Christmas pickle. Heard of this? No. Apparently, you hide a glass or plastic ornamental pickle in the Christmas tree, and on Christmas morning, first child to find the pickle receives good luck or a special prize from Santa. 
I've never heard of that before. Its origins are disputed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like the Christmas pickle would be like you put someone in a predicament and say, aha, it's a Christmas pickle. So um, you can get out of this one, Jenny. <laughs> when I read the comments, uh, some people are disputing it's a Scottish thing and some people are disputing it's a German thing, but yep. it for sure it is exists. a thing. It exists. <laughs> the Christmas pickle. I- I've only got one more for you. Okay. What was the Christmas number one single in the UK in 2009? All I want for Christmas is you? No, good guess. It was actually Rage Against the Machines, Killing what? in the Name of. What? Because the X Factor winner in the UK kept being the Christmas single because it would be the finale and everyone would buy it as a Christmas present. It ah, kept being number one. So this, gotcha, group, gotcha, gotcha. this group of people kind of, I don't know, protesting against Simon Cowell, decided let's get Rage Against the Machine, a song from, well, I don't know, when would that come out? It was like years ago yeah, in yeah. the 90s. Let's get that song to number one for Christmas time. So the number one single in the UK, Christmas 2009, was Rage Against the Machine. Take that, Simon Cowell. <laughs> yeah, and especially because the song's all about like... I can't, I can't picture the song right now. I need to... It goes... You won't do what you tell me. You won't do what you tell me. This is the Christmas episode, Matthew. Can't be using language like this. I'll put jingle bells over the rude words. Okay. Jingle bells won't do what you tell me. Jingle bells won't do what you tell me. Sure thing. I'll do exactly what you tell me. Ho, ho, ho. Um. Okay. You're out My of facts. My good friend. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm out of facts. All right. Let me let me slam a few more. Okay. Let's finish off with a banger. Uh, there is a house in Bloomington, Illinois, which puts up over 700 plastic Santas for Christmas each year. 700 plastic Santas. There's so many, in fact, that their neighbor now has to host some in their yard, too. Of course, they're spreading. 700. That's like this. Like, take a Santa out of a box. Ah, one. One. Take another Santa out of a box. Two. Oh, no, they look lonely. Better but get some more. Get some more. Three. That would take ages. Yeah, every year. Every year. Bloomington. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure I'm sure they, they spread that Christmas cheer. Mm-hmm. Do you go walking around watching at the, the Christmas lights? Uh, I love going for a Christmas light. Can light. we look, do that? Let's I haven't do done that. it this year. We yeah, should do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it now. It. Let's do it now. Let's go. <laughs> Because uh, there's some good ones in Melbourne too. Yeah. There's this one where you go and you have to tune your radio into a certain <gasps> station cool. and then the lights match up to the music. Nice. It's so cool. Love it. I love Christmas lights. So. That's one of those things that like if I had a family and a house with oh, a fence. Oh, you'd go, you'd go ham. I would go you'd nuts. You'd go Christmas ham. I'd go Christmas ham. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Anyway. You'd want, and you'd want your house to be the best. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Matt. So glad that we've had this beautiful year together of something amazing and this beautiful year of friendship where, yes, we got to an- another level, mm. which was really great. And busted on through the roof. Get get. <laughs> uh, this year we also saw our birthplace of our CBD office. Yes. Which was uh, wonderful. Yes. Well, I mean, we could reminisce all day, but Christmas is truly about the presents. Oh, yes, 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 so, yes. So, uh, as is tradition in the Christmas yes. or so, we must give each other a gift. As is tradition, yes. Uh, and we've decided to not be materialistic this year. No, we are minimalists. Yeah, give each other some other worldly gifts. We are giving each other a, a, a gift of a promise. Yes. Well, actually, yeah, I have one ready for you. Yeah. What do you mean? Um. Emily Cull. Yes. For Christmas this year. Yes. I have got you. Yes. A toilet. What? A toilet in a third world country. Ah. Yeah. So I bought you a toilet. No. 
Nice. Yeah, so uh, have you heard of this um, Who Gives a Crap? Have you heard of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the toilet paper I use. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. you can buy a special box. Yeah. And it's a Christmas edition. Nice. And, and it buys a toilet. Oh, that's wonderful. So you've got a toilet and some toilet paper from me, your friend, Matt. I love it. A promise of a toilet Merry, for a third world country. Merry Christmas. Uh, my my uh, present is less charitable. It's more uh, selfish, more hedonistic. Okay. But I promise you yes. that at some point in the next year, okay. we are going to go on an adventure. Okay. I that, love adventure. That both of us would have never thought we would go on. Oh, I love this. Something that we both never thought we would find ourselves in a place, never thought we would f- find this. ourselves doing this thing. Love. What we are going to do? I don't know what it's going to be yet. But, but you, how are you going to be in charge of that, but also never thought we would have done it? Well, I'm going to keep my eyes and ears out. Okay. And if I see something that I'm like, me and Matt would never do that. Yep. Guess what? We're getting a ticket. We're going. We're doing it. And can you ring me up and go... It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. That's like, that's getting, all you're getting. You're yeah. getting it's happening. And I guess I'll have to drive. Because and of course, we'll regale whatever it, it is. Of course. On oh, the podcast. We'll regale the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> It'll be a treat. But that is my Christmas promise to you. Thank you so much, Emily. And thank you for the toilet. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, have a Merry Christmas, everyone. I have recommend, a Merry Christmas, everyone. I recommend having a great Christmas. Oh, um, <laughs> I recommend uh, telling someone that you don't often tell that you do love. That you love them. Write <laughs> <laughs> that sentence down. It made complete sense. Trust me. Uh, I recommend giving somebody the gift of a podcast. Oh, such as beautiful. Something amazing. That, the- is, that is a gift. That's a promise gift in that it doesn't cost anything. No, and it's really good. Yeah, great. Real good. I recommend finding a friend that you think you could go next level with. Now is the time. Oh, bust on through. It feels good. It's so nice. It feels so nice. Good. It's a wonderful place to be. I recommend on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, doing something that night that you wouldn't normally do. Something you think you would always say no to? Yeah, just do it. New yeah. Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. New Year, new you. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. That's Bye. That's what it's all about. Bye. <laughs>